Well, welcome back, everyone, to another exciting episode of Right Down the Street. My name is Brian Barnett, and I'm blessed to be the mayor of the incredible city of Rochester, Michigan, and your host for this podcast. Right Down the Street, of course, uh, if you know, it is a a podcast that uh, celebrates the ideas, the perspectives, and the passions of the people that live and work in our community. We've had a lot of fun with this over the last year and uh, really brought some great stories uh, of our community to our community and look forward to doing that again today. Every episode, uh, it really is a new conversation with another neighbor who you might not realize is creating some really interesting stories in and around our community. And today, as I said, is no exception. I'm excited to introduce to you Zena and Mina uh, Nasseri. I got it. Nasseri. I even (laughs) spelled it right. Uh, Founders of a really cool nonprofit group called Girls of the Crescent. Now, the sisters are two Muslim girls who are succeeding at making a difference in the world, starting right here in our community. It goes all the way back to when they were elementary students here uh, in the Rochester Community School District, and they made it their goal to provide other local Muslim girls access to books with characters that looked like themselves. So they formed this group called Girls of the Crescent and held a book drive uh, right here in Rochester. It's worked with the schools and the PTA. And they had over 200 books that they have donated now to 21 different schools in our community. Now, since that sort of humble beginning, the Girls of the Crescent has donated over 1,300 books to over 91 schools, mosques, and libraries in seven different states and eight countries. Now, About Islam identified Zina and Mina in their, quote, top six most influential Muslim youth you should know about. And they've been highlighted in Amy Poehler's Smart Girls blog on NPR, The Today Show, and now, very humbly, <laughs> on the Mayor's Podcast. So, Zena and Mina, thank you for joining us today. Thank you for having us. We're excited. I know I've got I've got some big shoes to fill. You're used to Amy Poehler. You've got me. <laughs> Just try and act like I'm somewhat close to as funny as Amy is. Is that all right? Yes, yes of course. <laughs> now, I told the audience a little bit about Girls of the Crescent, mm-hmm. but only you can really tell uh, the story, why you started it, what mm-hmm. what kind of motivated you. I mean... It doesn't happen for a lot of young girls to want to create change so early. So tell us about early days and and, and what made you decide that this was important. Mm -hmm. Right. So when we were in fourth grade, uh, we were given a school research project where we had to research about an important historical figure and we needed a book as one of our resources. So Zena and I were really excited and we went to uh, the local public library with Muslim women in mind that we wanted to do the project on. Uh, and then we realized there were no books about any Muslim women or actually any Mus- any influential Muslims uh, in the library. So we had to end up changing who we did the research project on. And that was kind of the first uh, time that we saw that there might be like a lack of diversity and representation in the books that we had access to. And that was in fourth grade. But as the years went on, we kind of realized that the problem still persisted and we decided to do something about it. Mm-hmm. So in fourth grade you recognize a problem and wanted to make a difference. That's not like most fourth graders. (laughs) Most fourth graders would probably find another book or another topic or beg a parent to help them complete the assignment. Uh, Tell me, tell me about your family. I mean, do you come from, from a family that uh, sort of change makers, uh, uh, what's what's your family situation like? Yeah, obviously, I know you have a supportive mom. <laughs> yeah, our family is really incredible. Um, they're both immigrants. They immigrated here from Iraq uh, in the 90s. Um, they started their whole life from scratch in Michigan. Um, they got us into an amazing city with amazing schools. Uh, our mom is really passionate about 
social justice and advocating for people. So that's mm -hmm. kind of where we've gotten that passion from. Um, and our dad's always supported us. And they're both big on education. They're really both big on reading. And mm -hmm. they're kind of what made us uh, get really interested in books, too. Yeah. Sure, they're exceptionally proud, as they should be. Now, so you're fourth graders. You want to make some change mm -hmm. in you know a real life situation. You've, you've, you've done this research yourself. You can't find what you're looking for. So you create this group called Girls of the Crescent. Tell us about the name. What is the significance? And what did you hope to do when you started that as fourth graders? Yeah, so um, the name took us a really long time to think to think of. Um, we eventually landed on Girls of the Crescent because the Crescent is the symbol of Islam. And then we're girls just trying to help other girls. So we thought it was really fitting. Um, and we actually, we didn't start the nonprofit in fourth grade. That was just kind of when we first had that idea. Um, we started it about four years ago and we did not intend on having it be a nonprofit at first. Right. We were working with the PTA and it was just so successful. And we had so much support that we really wanted to make it bigger. Right. We didn't know much about nonprofit work or anything. Uh, and I mean, we were pretty young. I think I was like 13 at the time. Yeah. Uh, so we didn't, you know, we didn't know the scope of, of how big it could get. Um, when we were starting, but we're glad that it's expanded. And you're so much older now. <laughs> How old are you now? I'm 17. Oh, yeah, <laughs> much, much older. <laughs> Most people haven't even thought about what the nonprofit world is like at 17. <laughs> so well done. So now this Girls of the Crescent has taken off, as you mentioned. Right. Like it's something that's really gone uh, and it's attracted a lot of attention. I mean, mm -hmm. it's, a, it's a really unique way to recognize a need and to try to fill and meet that need. But you've had some pretty cool experiences with it. Yeah. As I mentioned in the intro, you were picked up and, and did a spot on the Today Show, right? Yes. Yeah. Tell yeah. me about that. Yeah, that was really cool. Uh, I We were pretty nervous. You know, it's something that's really big. Uh, the, the camera crew actually came to our house and they filmed in our house. It was kind of interesting, you know, having like this whole setup going on just in our living room. Yeah. How much did you have to clean the night before? Oh, so much. Our mom was cleaning like the whole day. Yeah. That's the real story behind these things. <laughs> I mean, most people clean before the cleaning person comes over, right? This right. Is, so you had to clean the house like crazy because you want people to think your house is immaculate Definitely. when the Today Show comes in, right? Exactly. Yeah. So they get there and tell me about that day. Um, they had to set up everything. Like they had the, the big camera and the lights. Um, and then they, they interviewed us sitting in the dining room. Mm -hmm. um, and we also went into, we have a book room upstairs. And it's basically just like filled with all the books that we're going to donate. Um, so we did a little tour of the book room. It was probably the most uh, like unique experience we've had with the media. Because um, we've never had like the media come to our house and film before that. Right. Um, so I, I believe, really if I'm not mistaken, we also went to the the Rochester Hills Public Library that day with the Today oh, Show. Yeah. It might have been with a, we also went with a different uh, like a, an interview crew, uh, but that was cool. We got to like be in the library and we walked around the shelves like <laughs> taking shots, and it was it was fun. Yeah. I've watched it because I think we featured you on the State of the City and showed a little bit of that Today yeah. Show clip. Right. Um, super cool for you to take uh, your story and um, by way of your story, our city into the national uh, limelight uh, for something very positive like this. What's happened since then? Did you, was there a lot of media attention that that brought? Did you get more donations? Was there more interviews? What When you get on the Today Show, what's the sort of the next day look like? Yeah, we had a lot of people contacting us uh, for donations. Before that, we had done most of the contacting. So like we would reach out to schools and libraries that we wanted to donate to, and then they would get back to us. But the Today Show really brought people 
that were in need of books to us, which was really nice. It also expanded like the reach that we had. Uh, people like started reaching out from different states and different countries, which mm -hmm. I think was pretty cool. That was kind of the start of like the global growth of sure. Girls of the Crescent. Now, Girls of the Crescent now, is it just you two? Is there a larger group behind it or? It's it is still just, just us. <laughs> yes, but as we go to college, we're trying to think of uh, you know, passing it down to, to other young Muslim girls who are interested in the same thing sure. to kind of keep it going since we're going to be busy. Yeah. Uh, but we'll see. And what, what are you doing right now? I mean, are you like, you're 17, oh, right? Yes. So are you working this summer? <laughs> I, I mean... am planning to work this summer, yes. I am planning to work a lot. I'm looking for a job, actually. Um, right. And then I'm excited to go to my first year at U of M. So right. I'm getting ready for that. Fantastic. Yeah. And Zina, how old are you? I'm 19. Okay. Yeah, and I'm going to be a sophomore at U of M. So we're going to be able to hang out all the time, which is going to be fun. Very fun. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so let me ask you a question. So you guys obviously have been through a lot. You're sisters. Yeah. Um, tell me, Zena, first, one word that describes Mina. Talented, I think. Well, or well-rounded. Yeah, that's two, but... That's a hyphen, so you can be Yeah. Okay, and, and tell me why. She's just so good at everything. Like, she's really, really good in, like, the STEM fields, like math and science, and she wants to be an engineer, which I think is so impressive. I could never do that. But she's also an amazing artist. Um, she can play the piano. She's just really talented in like every aspect of life. It's really impressive, I think. Well, now that you know the question's coming to you. <laughs> you were probably going to maybe be mean, but you're probably going to not now. Right. How about one word to describe Zena? I would say change maker. We have to hyphenate that one too now, don't yeah, we? Yeah, I think that's just one word, actually. <laughs> <laughs> but yes. Uh, and why? Why? So Zena is, she's just a really big advocate for a bunch of things. She works on a political campaign. She organized protests and and movements and everything. Uh, right now, she's actually working on Rochester Pride, uh, like the Pride event, uh, which is going to be happening soon. And I don't. She just does so many things. She takes a lot of leadership positions and creates change in the community. And I think that's really cool. Thank you. Tell me about the last time you guys fought. Probably does like it, yesterday. Does it yeah. ever happen? Oh, it does. Oh, yeah, all the time. <laughs> so you are real sisters too. Right? Yeah. There's not always. <laughs> talented change makers occasionally there's a few disagreements every once in a while oh, that's right. good for people to know that you don't have to be perfect to create all the things that you guys are doing exactly, that's, right. that's really fun we'll certainly see you guys all around town how how has um girls of the crescent changed both of you what has it taught you um it's definitely taught me that we can be a really good team uh, we always have each other's back and we work together really well um, it's also changed my perspective of the community i think i was kind of expecting there to be more even more pushback or more negative negativity around our cause, but there really wasn't any. Everybody was super supportive, um, really positive, and everyone just really kind of wanted to help. Right. Yeah. Especially on uh, the, on that topic specifically with representation, I think that that's a really big thing uh, that's going on in a lot of different aspects, like in the media and art and literature. Uh, and I think like since we started Girls of the Crescent, I began to see like how many people really care about making people feel represented um, and you know increasing diversity and stuff like that. And I think that's been really cool. Yeah. Yeah. It's, I imagine it must be nice to see and even hear some of these numbers that you've donated now. You know, you know, thousands of books, and right. you know how many how many young Muslim girls now have been impacted by the work that you've done and, and the the change that you've created. That's that's got to feel feel good. What would you tell people that maybe are not that we have a lot of fourth grade listeners, but you know that that are out there that you know may be a little afraid to make the first step to do something like this, where there might be, as you mentioned, Zena, perceived pushback. Mm -hmm. um, I'd say that. 
you just really have to believe in yourself. Like you can do anything you put your mind to. We didn't think we could do this at right. first, but we ended up doing it and it turned out really well. Um, yeah, you just have to really like believe in your own ability. Yeah, I agree. Uh, and I'd also say that like age isn't really a factor that should be holding you back. Um, you know, we initially thought it might be for us, but yeah, it, it turned out well. So when you're not changing the world, <laughs> what what's a weekend look like? What what do you what's fun for for you two? Where do you guys hang out in Rochester Hills? What do you do? We love the village. We live right by it, so okay. we walk there. We bike there all the time. Uh, eat at Chipotle. Have frozen yogurt at Menchie's. Okay. We love that place. Uh, we also both love the outdoors. We love nature, so there's a lot of good parks around here. Especially we like uh, I like Jesse Decker. It's a, a park that's close by, yeah. and then also Innovation Hills is really cool. I haven't heard of Innovation yeah. Hills. <laughs> I'm so intrigued. I'm going to have to learn more about that place. Yeah. <laughs> That's good. Well, I, I, you know, so you get a Menchie's uh, ice cream, mm -hmm. frozen here, and then you go on a trail ride. That's the, exactly. That's a good combo. That's yeah. a good one too. <laughs> well, again, my name is Brian Barnett. I'm the mayor of the city of Rochester. As we're talking today with sisters Zena and Mina uh, Nostri. Through Girls of the Crescent, they've collected and donated thousands of books with female Muslim main characters to school districts and libraries supporting representation and inclusion of our diverse population. These are young students who have made an absolute difference in uh, not just their community school district, but in our community and in the, in the uh, really in, in the world. I mean, what you've done is is really pretty impressive. And it's not because you've been on big shows and NPR and all these other places. It's, it comes from the heart. Um, right. And you can tell in just uh, uh, the way you talk about it, that there was purpose behind it, not for publicity, but to mm -hmm. make a change so that uh, Muslim girls coming behind you be able to do that project, that right. fourth grade project, mm -hmm. a little bit easier. Right. So we're gonna do something different here that we haven't done before. We're going to play a lightning round oh, okay. with you guys. So this is what we're gonna do. Uh, it's kind of like a would you rather, okay. just to help our audience get to know you guys a little <laughs> bit better. <laughs> that sounds fun. Right. So it's just quick answers, mm -hmm. okay. and we'll start with this question: Would you rather? I think I might know the answer to this one. <laughs> would you rather read a book or watch a movie? Read a, Read a book. book. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Start easy. Start something. Yeah. Would you rather eat pizza or ice cream? Ice cream. Man, this is like twinsies. Yeah. <laughs> would you rather do a school project by yourself or with friends? By myself. Yeah, I would say by myself as well. Interesting. Okay. Yeah. Would you rather have a dog or a cat? A cat. We, we have, a cat. have a cat. Okay. <laughs> yeah. yeah. This is going quickly because of the same, same person. <laughs> would you rather go to the beach or go camping? Beach for me. I'd say camping. Oh, yeah. finally. Tell your sister why the beach is better. The I just love the water. You get to tan. It's hot. It's fun. It's warm. Okay. <laughs> there aren't bugs. Oh, well, that's, a, that's a strong Trump card yeah, but there. The nature, the trees, and, you know. She's coming back. Yeah. She's coming back. <laughs> All right. Would you rather win the lottery or be famous? Be famous. Probably be famous. For what? For our work, I think. Yeah. Yeah. For, like, advocacy stuff. Okay. Yeah. Would you rather dance or sing in front of a group of people? Sing, yeah. Yeah. Does that ever happen? No. No. <laughs> it's just less like or more likely to happen than, than dancing. I Definitely. Imagine, right? Definitely. Yeah. Would you rather give a presentation or write a long paper? Write a long paper. I'd rather give a presentation. All right. Yeah. yeah. I'm on the presentation side of that. <laughs> Would you rather do your homework or do chores? Homework. Chores, I think. Okay. Yeah. Would you rather travel back in time or travel to the future? Ooh, back in time. Back in time, probably. Where would you go? I think I'd go to the 90s, actually. Oh, Lord. <laughs> <laughs> I'd go to, like, ancient Mesopotamia. Just to oh, see that's cooler like. than me. Yeah. <laughs> that was better music, though, in the 90s. That's yeah, what I was thinking, right. yeah. 
I guess I should say that. Maybe there was good music in ancient Mesopotamia, but I'm just not familiar with it. Yeah. <laughs> it's not on my, my Spotify playlist. Um, why, why, why Mesopotamia? I'm really interested in it. That's actually something that I, I do a lot of research about. It's just a, something that I'm really, I really like. Right. Yeah. Would you rather live in snow or rain? Rain. rain. Yes. Would you rather be able to fly or be invisible? Be invisible. Fly. Interesting. Why invisible? Because I could get into places that I'm not allowed in. <laughs> and what is the place in your mind you're thinking of right now that you want to get in that you need to be invisible to do it? I was thinking the White House. Oh, okay. Right. Sneak into the Oval Office. Yeah. You could probably do that with your resume. <laughs> you could probably get you in to meet the president based on what you've been able to accomplish. And you want to fly? Yeah, just to get places, you know. Seems pretty cool. cool. Yeah. yeah. I want both. I want to fly invisibly. Um, would you rather live without Netflix? Netflix or live without YouTube? YouTube. YouTube. Yeah. yeah. Netflix is important. It yeah. is fair. <laughs> <laughs> Impressive. Well, all right. That's, that's, we started on the same path, but yeah. Uh, yeah. you, uh, you uh, diverted off on a couple of them. So, Zena, you just finished your first year of college. Yes. Correct. I mean, you graduate from high school yes. next week. Yes. Exciting. Pretty exciting. I've got one of those students <laughs> as well. Yes. Um, what do you plan to study? I'm planning to study some sort of engineering. Uh, currently, uh, it's probably going to be like mechanical engineering or environmental, but UVM is actually working on a robotics major, so I'm thinking of maybe majoring oh. in robotics. Interesting. Yeah. Well, you know what I always say about Rochester Hills? A lot of people don't know this. We're the robotics capital of our continent. More robots are made here than any other place in North America. That's really that cool. very cool. Yeah. You get that, that degree from Ann Arbor, come right back to Rochester Hills <laughs> and put it to good use. And uh, what... Uh, I know you're at U of M. Yes. And yeah. what are you studying again? Um, I'm studying linguistics, but I'm also on the pre-med track. Okay. Yeah. And what's the what's the long-term goal? I think I want to be a doctor. Okay. Yeah. Um, in Rochester High School, did you have a favorite class or a favorite teacher? Oh, um, I would probably say any of my science classes. I think the science department is really fun, and I I like all the teachers. Well, you're already going to graduate. You have to kiss up now. <laughs> How about you? Did you have a favorite one at Rochester High? Um, that's a good question. I really liked APUSH and APGov. Okay. Those are really fun classes. Okay. Yeah. All right. In 2019, uh, as I mentioned, we had you featured at the Rochester State of the City Address. You received our Community Excellence Award. Yes. Um, are there other awards and recognitions that Girls of the Crescent has received? Yeah. Uh, yeah, we won the Lifetime Humanitarian Award um, at the KBK Humanitarian Gala. Right. We have also won the In Invisalign Changemakers Award oh, right. uh, from Invisalign. There was a whole competition then. Yeah. That's an interesting we yeah, yeah, that was that was right. interesting. Yeah. <laughs> uh, we uh, have also been our work has been published in two books, so that was really cool. A New York Times bestseller and. And that was cool, you know, seeing. You just kind of drop in that, like, oh, it's yeah. no big deal. <laughs> oh, by the way, our work was published in the New York Times bestseller. Best <laughs> That's okay. All right, raise your hand if you're listening and you've also been published in a New York Times bestseller. I see no hands. So, way to go. You're winning that game. You talk a lot about books. Do you guys each have a favorite book or a favorite author? Yeah, um, we have a lot of favorite books. We do. I think one of my favorite books is probably um, the autobiography of Malcolm X. That was really just interesting to read. I've read mm -hmm. it a few times. It's a lot to digest, but I really like it. Michigan Roots, right? Yeah, exactly. Yeah. yeah. Mm -hmm. uh, my favorite book of all time would be Dune by Frank Herbert. Recently developed into a major yeah. motion picture. Yeah. But yeah, I've read the book like three times, and I'm currently on my fourth reread with one of my friends. Really? I get all my friends into it. How do you do it? I've never been able to read a book twice. <laughs> Like, it's, I don't know. It's is just it, that good. Really? Yeah. And is it, so it's cover to cover, 
Yeah, it's like 600 pages. And you so. read it again and you get something completely different out of it? Yes, definitely. I can't do that. I don't understand. <laughs> Are you like, I mean, because the ending doesn't change, right? So right. So you kind of know what's coming. Right. So it's just you learn more about the characters? Yeah, like yeah, yeah. You, you see things you haven't seen before. So yeah. did you see the movie? I did see the movie. And? I liked it. It was good. Was it Did it? Was it fair to the book? Or it, was, it, it was the most accurate out of all the Dune adaptations that have okay. happened. All yeah. right. I, I can't add anything to that. I, I'm, I'm lucky to read a book for once. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. So let me ask you, you obviously have been incredible, uh, you know, leaders in our community. And anytime you see people exhibit leadership, you know, that they've also usually emulated it from someplace that they've seen it. Mm -hmm. uh, there are right. leaders in, in your lives that you've watched, um, maybe personal or professional, that, that, that you picked up different skill sets and so forth. So who are those folks? Who, who, who shaped you in terms of, uh, you know, wanting to be a leader and becoming the leader that you are? For sure, our mom, I think. Yeah. Uh, she's always been kind of a leader, the leader of the house and also uh, like a leader in her personal life. She's part of a lot of different organizations. She started a couple, I believe. Yes. Yeah, and she's always kind of pushed us to, to do as much as we can to help people. Yeah. I would also add there's a lot of uh, Muslim women out there that are big leaders to us. Mm -hmm. uh, I'm just going to drop this in now because it feels fitting. Uh, mm -hmm. We've actually written a book, a biography book about 50 inspirational Muslim women. Oh. Uh, and I, I think all 50 of those women have also been big leaders to us. Tell me about that. Where Can you get the book now? We haven't published it yet. We're, we're working on publishing it. So hopefully in a year or two, it will be it will be ready. How long did it take you to put that together? So a couple long, years, yeah. yeah. Good couple years. How many Muslim women did you study to find the top fifty? I think about like a hundred. Yeah, probably. we had a really couple, long a couple list. hundred. Yeah, yeah, we had a we had a long list. We actually got to like call with some of them and talk with them, which was really, really cool. Yeah. yeah. Any names you would know? Uh, Linda Sarsour is a, a big political activist. She was really cool. Yeah. We talked with Raha Maharek. She climbed Mount Everest, uh, mountain climber. She's very cool. We talked with her and I think that was one of the, the my favorite experiences at least. Yeah. 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 That's interesting. Well, so um, that's interesting because I mean, obviously um, a lot of folks find, um, I mean, especially because you became leaders in such a formative age, a lot of times it is a parent that you kind of emulate and watch. I do yeah. have been blessed to know your mom. She is a pretty amazing lady. She yeah. gets your attention when she walks into the room and <laughs> yeah. she makes sure that if she's something that she's looking for, uh, she makes that known. And that's, Absolutely. I can appreciate that. And she, I'm sure is so incredibly proud of both of you and, and the way that you've represented, not just your family, but your community and young Muslim women um, and all the things that you've uh, you've looked to do and that you've accomplished. So thank you for thank you for being great ambassadors of our community. And the last question that we always ask every um, every guest on the show is kind of simple, but it, it's a little thought provoking. Uh -huh. If you could have lunch or dinner with any person alive or dead, two part question, who would it be and where would you go? Ooh. Do you know? I know what I would. OK, OK, I'll go. Okay. Um, so I really, I really like movies. I really like the film world. I would, I would have dinner or lunch with Riz Ahmed. He's a pretty big actor, a Muslim actor from the UK, and he focuses really strongly on representation in movies. Right. So I think that's like the next path. I'd love to talk with him about, you know, the work he does with representation and the work and the work I do with representation. I think that'd be cool. And we'd probably go somewhere in London. He's he's very like British, so it would be cool <laughs> to go wherever he likes there. You know, shepherd's pie somewhere, yeah. fish and chips somewhere. All right, Definitely. all right. Uh, I think I'd like Zina. to speak with Noam Chomsky. He's like a He's a pretty prominent linguist, and he is also a political activist. Um, he's kind of a big inspiration for me. Um, I think we'd probably go to MIT. He used to teach there, and that was like 
both of our dream colleges. So right. it'd be nice to to get to spend some time there. Are you talking like a cafeteria lunch, or are you talking about someplace nicer? Probably someplace nicer. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sure their cafeteria food is good. Though. Yeah. <laughs> well, impressive. Well, thank you for. Uh, for sharing a little time with us today. And thank you, as I mentioned, for being absolutely incredible ambassadors for our community and for all that you've done, both in, through Girls of the Crescent and all that we know that you're you're going to do. We are, uh, as I said, exceptionally proud of the youth of our community and you are two of the, the brightest stars that we have uh, in, uh, in Rochester. So thank you for that. Thank you for taking the time to talk with us today. And of course, as always, we thank our audience for tuning in and joining us as we listen and learn from the people like Mina and Zena who live and work and make a major difference around the world right here in our community and right down the street. So until next time, so long and God bless.